Hi, my name is Kelly Williams and I'm a happiness coach. Today, I would like to introduce my very first podcast. Now, this is actually something that magically appeared out of nowhere. Now, what I mean by that is that I had an idea I wanted to create a series of podcasts called 2.4 Stories. That's actually something that I'm going to be investigating and um, talking about further down the line. So I had this idea to create these stories and like with all you know, good, good podcast. I think it always sounds better if it's a conversation as opposed to just one person talking. So I actually uh, approached my friend, Gavin Hughes, who I've actually recorded a podcast with in the past. And Gavin is a really brilliant interviewer. And so um, what's happened, which is quite interesting, is that the first time we came together to record these 2.4 stories, Gav just decided to press the record button. Now, what's uh, come about from that recording session is uh, we talked for probably an hour and a half about every single subject you could possibly imagine. When it comes to life, those were the kind of things that we, everything from spirituality, from going to church, from healing, from uh, happiness, you, you name it, we covered it. So what happened was uh, when we decided to press the record button, just quite naturally, which was, which was such a wonderful, wonderful thing, was that uh, Gav and I, uh, just had this really, really cool, very chilled out, very open conversation about a million different subjects. And what we've actually realized is that we just flow. We just kind of, uh, you know, kind of blend into one another. We're very different, but also similar in our thinking and our beliefs. And what we've actually found is that well, we think our conversation was quite interesting. So we've just decided that we're just gonna share it with you. And so sit back, relax, grab yourself a cuppa, and uh, just, yeah, have a listen, see what you think. I know both myself and Gav from the conversation learnt from each other. So what we are hoping is that by you guys listening in, that it might just, I don't know, teach you something, help you with something, or just give you a little bit of insight that hopefully might help you feel a little bit happier. That's the goal. Okay, so I shall shush. I hope you enjoy and um, I'll see you on the other side. Such a funny one is anxiety because, um, well, well, I'll talk about this when we talk about this. It's just, you know, is the so I went to I got well I'll just talk about it I don't need to talk about it now we'll talk about it when we talk about it <laughs> you can talk about it now and later if you wanted to <laughs> no I'm just telling you just so because so I went to the doctors like we all do we go to the doctors because we always think when there's something wrong with us we go to the doctor and in actual fact the doctor then and told me to go and signed me up to go um, have some sessions with the clinical psychologist and very very quickly by session number two <laughs> the clinical psychologist decided that in actual fact she was confident enough with the coping me mechanisms and the strategies that I had come up with that actually she believed that going to see her would actually 
be a barrier would actually um, sort of slow down the healing process because what she said is, is that with anxiety, like with many things in life, the more you talk about it, the more it's like you're reaffirming again and again and again, I suffer, I suffer. And as well, the word suffer, I suffer from panic attacks. I suffer from panic attacks. And so it's like, again, so she sort of said, look, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And so rather than magnifying the problem, talking about it, telling everybody about it, going to see this woman every few weeks and talking about it some more, you know, she said, it's like a spiral and you're up here. And the more you talk about it, the, it's just like, it just becomes a bigger part of your life. Yes. What you actually want to try and do is shrink it in your life, not magnify it, you know? And unfortunately that's what happens. I believe with a lot of um, illnesses and things like that, we, 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 stick a badge on ourselves and we call it our identity you know i suffer from this i have this i have that i have that and i do feel that sometimes we can almost become too attached to these identities because it gives us a role it gives us um a, a name it gives us an identity and and i don't always believe that it's um it's good to identify with you know it's like um when um when people say they suffer from depression, I'm not denying you know, that people do feel like that, but the more and more you affirm day after day after day, I've suffered from depression. I've always suffered from depression. My family suffer from depression. It's just, it's just like you're just on that train going in that same direction. And it's very hard to get off the train when you are, you know, again, reaffirming, you know, all the time that, that you, you have this condition, you know, so I'm a big believer in the, the less you talk about it, the, the better it actually is. Make it as small as you possibly can in your life as opposed to, you know, making it a big deal. This is exactly what I've been learning recently. And I've come to terms with the fact that I've actually made myself worse um, by living my condition. So, for instance, I was born with club feet and then I had arthritis at the age of 13. When I tell my story to people about my life, that's the first thing that comes up. But not only that, I've kind of told myself that through my life and it's just brought up more pain, more misery, more I am disabled, I have all these issues. And, and when I talk to somebody for the first time, generally it's about some sort of back ailment, something like that. And I'm only reaffirming that. And I've actually been reading um, The Game of Life and How You Play It by Florence Scovelchin. The, your words are almost like a magic spell that you cast among yourself. Like you, I like that description. Your words are more powerful than you actually realize. Yeah. You know, um, not only for yourself, but for others. And for instance, in, in the first couple of sentences, she says that she, she knew a man who uh, gave himself a very rare disease. It was very hard to catch but he, he ended up dying from it because he spoke about it so much and he he almost put, cast a spell on himself for doing yeah. so. It's, it's really, honestly, I mean, I think it was what most of all this, the secret and all these positive affirmations, you know, there's like a whole marketplace out there at the moment for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, I think 
this is what it's all based on. This certainly was one of the pioneering books. In the same sense that Think and Grow Rich is, is another one, isn't it? So, What's her name again? Florence Scoville Shin. But do you know what? I'm reading a really cool book at the minute, and it's, it, she's, she's basically like an American version of me, and I love how she talks, and it's just called You Are a Badass. And what's so funny, Gav, is it's taken me quite a while to read it. I don't know why. It just has done. And um, I leave this book. When I come downstairs, I bring the book downstairs. When I go to bed, I take the book back upstairs. And even if I don't read it, I read the title of the book numerous times throughout the day. But instead, I, and I just look at the book and I say, I am a badass. <laughs> so I change, I change the title of the book. Yeah. Like anyway, she's wonderful and she speaks like just sort of those kind of things that you you're talking about. You know, all the things that I've picked up and learned over the years. You know, this thing of like you create your own reality. You get, you ask, and it is given. You know, like if you're going to ask for. I am this, I am that, I suffer from this, I suffer from that, I am always in pain, I hate my body. Do you know what I mean? It's like the, the last thing you should be doing when you're trying to heal is, is go against the one thing that you're trying to heal, which is your body. You know, that you should love your body, make friends with your body. You know, it's like, I watched this program about somebody who was, um, they would, uh, they would talk that, you know, they had cancer trying to heal and they would they would curse every time that they had to take these pills every they had, they had this pill that pill that pill that pill that pill so every single time whether it morning noon and night when they were taking these pills they would um you know uh, grumble send out negative energy towards these pills well the pills ain't going to do their job you want the pills to go into your body to lovingly you know care for your body to heal and so anyway what she actually did was change the energy when she was taking her pills so she would talk about literally like talk to the pills thank the pills you know give gratitude for these pills whether they were supplements or medication or whatever because these pills were what was going to heal her and make her better so it's an energy again about you know you can push the pills that way or you can embrace and love the pills because the pills are what's going to fix you and it's you're just taking pills it's the same action it's the same thing but if you can do it with a more positive vibration more positive intention then your body's listening all the time and your body will listen to that positive intention we don't we might not always realize it but all of us are searching for healing we are searching for happiness and for example i did a live last night in my online group and it was uh, the live was sorting out your snacking that was the that was the title of the live and so I talked about the few things why people snack and stuff like that and then basically i just chucked in a load of tips and then and i like do a lot of home baking to avoid eating the bad stuff i actually you know make at home like these lemon balls and and these apple and date balls and things like that and so anyway on the on the zoom the people who joined me on the the live sorry um they were like oh give us the recipes mm -hmm. so today my my top tip today i do a top tip tuesday is i'm going to share with these guys like my sort of top five recipes from this book and um and so again it's just sharing knowledge and I know yeah. it's just a little thing, which is sharing a recipe, 
But, you know, the more, whether it's a good book, whether it's a good recipe or a podcast or whatever, 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 you know, the more we can sort of spread out this knowledge, you know, it just helps people to heal and it helps people to find happiness. I was working, I was doing my yoga this morning and just the three, the really obvious words, I am sort of, but I had an absolute light bulb moment and I just thought for me, what is it that I am passionate about and what do I want to do in this world? And the three words were uh, healing, health and happiness, those things. And this, the, and I've realized, so I started off as a healer with the Reiki um, and then and then what's happened is, is along the path, I've actually realized that um, the whole thing, all three elements is actually something that I'm really, really passionate about. And I really feel that as I kind of grow up and, and, and move along in my life is that, um, you know, you kind of need all those three elements. You need to be working on all those three elements, you know, because the happier you are, the faster your body will heal. The healthier you are, you know, the more you will heal. When you work on your healing, you'll become happier. So all three of these elements, you know, they all interlink. So whether or not it's your happiness and you're working up here, whether or not it's your, your physical body and the health of your physical body, and then from a healing perspective, that's like, um, you know, your energy body, that's like internal healing. Even with stuff like that, I mean, I even talk about now like... Um, you know, you're in a child and, and when you when you were, you know, traumatized as a child and how you can heal. And so what I'm trying to say is that like, I would love the direction of me and my path and my purpose and, and, and what I'd like to do in life is to kind of combine those three elements. Yeah. In whatever way. <laughs> you don't already think you're doing that? Yeah. But weirdly this morning, it was just like a, a bit of a light bulb kind of moment. I just were like, health, healing, happiness. That's my thing. And if I can provide that for people, if I can give them, you know, a bit of a bit of healing every now and again, and a bit of this and a bit of that, you know, they say, don't they, that sometimes you just need to pick one thing and become really good at one thing. And then every now and again, people come along and it's like, no, 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 I'm just going to be a bit of a jack of all trades and I'm going <laughs> to get a bit good at this and a little bit good at that. And that's how I see me, I think, moving forward is just a sort of, you know, I've picked up all these little nuggets along the way. And I just think that the more I can share that in whatever way that is, we're sharing it now, you know, just having this conversation. Well, this is it, yeah. It's just life, isn't it, Gav? It's life. Your life is teaching you and you're sharing that with me and vice versa. And I think this is, this is the thing, isn't it? We are all going through this experience of life there is no manual for life, regardless of what they say, you know, yeah. there is no actual guidance or only other people's experiences. And so kind of creating this will give them an idea that they're not alone, you know, that, that we are all sharing a journey with different experiences, but with very, very similar stories. I think I was thinking about, okay, well, what about my three things? What are my three stories? And one of the first things I thought of was my eating disorder. How many people relate to an eating disorder, but have very different lives to me? Everyone's yeah. completely different. Sorry, we're too involved in all trying to be equal, all trying to be the same. And that is the biggest illusion going 
today none of it we're all different and i think social media is opening that up to people to realize that we are all completely different yeah and especially gav i have to say what i picked up when you were saying that was um men with eating disorders because i feel that there's a lot of guys in in our world that whether they are suffering with you know their sexuality or um, social anxiety, or they have actually got an eating disorder themselves. And I feel there's more out there, I would say, for women to listen to and to hear, you know, to hear another person's story. You know, there's a lot of people that have, especially in the media, you know, that have come out and said they've had eating disorders and things like that. But it's very few and far between that you get men who are, um, are really cool with um, kind of sticking their hand up and saying, you know, um, this has happened to me, that's happened to me, this happened to me, and I'm okay to talk about it. And I want to share my story because I feel with guys, and this goes back to like, you know, cavemen times, you know, this is the male, the male uh, persona, the male that we've, you know, men have been programmed to kind of not show weakness, not show, you know, when things aren't right, not show their emotions, you know, and I feel that that is been something that has been incredibly um i would say damaging to to the you know to the men of this world because it's like they have to pretend it's like no i'm good i'm good i've got this i've got this and so i feel that the more you know guys there are around who kind of put their hands up and speak up and say well actually i'm just going to tell you what i've gone through and even if you just connect with one other person even if something that you say connects with one other guy and he thinks oh Thank goodness I am not alone. I am not alone, you know, and that is um, what I believe. I read a quote the other day. It was really interesting, and it was um, Keanu Reeves, actually. And the quote said about, it said about doing your thing in private. So it was all this kind of like, you know, stay low key, keep your business private, work on your stuff in private, you know, and, and, and I just looked at that and I thought, my goodness, that's the opposite of what I feel. It really is the opposite because I believe that if, if what's the use in us all doing all the, all the work in private and not sharing it? Do you know what I mean? If we've learned something, if we've gone on a journey and we've, we've managed to get from A to B and, 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 and heal or help ourselves feel happier or change our lives, I'm like, why not share that? it ideally share it whilst you're actually going through it so it's real you know so it's it's kind of that's why I do a lot of lives and on my lives I often talk about what I'm actually going through in the moment in my life when we were going through lockdown I did um I called it the diary of a lonely girl and and I was brutally honest about what I was going through day by day you know just to kind of illustrate what it's like to be on your own during lockdown yeah. And I feel that there needs to be more people who are okay with sharing their emotions and sharing their feelings, whether it's during or afterwards. We don't want to be keeping it all secret. You know, people, people need to hear it. Because like you said, Gav, the one thing with anybody when they are going through something in their lives is it can be a lonely road. It can be such a lonely road. You know, when, you, when there's something not right. And so all to hear, you know, all it might take is just to hear another person say, 
I went through that or I'm going through that and you know I feel your pain I know exactly where you're at because that's where I was and you know and this is what I did or this is what I am doing to help myself to heal I'm, I'm two ways about the private thing because I could like me doing my transformation at the minute my, working on my transformation um, healing my body you know the grind is in the daily struggle the daily struggle and that's where the results are when you're mentally not there though that day um and already i've been then you know i'm i'm on you know recent this recent transformation is only about two weeks old but already i was faced with a day where i didn't want to do it and i still did it but you see like you see it in movies where like you know a transformation happens you don't get to see that daily grind you just see, I don't know, two years later and there's a complete change. Yeah. They don't share the journey. However, at the same time, my relationship with my dad, my, my dad passed away in 2016 and I learned more now when he was alive. It wasn't cool to talk about our feelings and our emotions. And I think our relationship suffered because of that. Not that we had a bad relationship because we were close, but because we communicated a lot, but we didn't communicate about thoughts and feelings and, and stuff like that. We communicated about, I know, sports and, and about computers and, you know, and it was all knowledge and, and wisdom and, and stuff that he passed on to me. Um, and so, I mean, I, I, I have regrets where I wish we were more open and honest with each other. I think through that, you said going back to caveman times, I don't think you have to go that, that far. I think, you know, it's learned behaviors. You know, my dad was born in 1950 and he, he lost his dad at 15. He had to be the man of the house very early on. And so he only ever did the best he knew how. But we never really had that true conversation about the thoughts and feelings and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's heavy stuff. In fact, that would have been another kind of one of my stories. It's, it's very, I think it's more accepting nowadays, especially with the social media, you know, for men to share their thoughts and feelings. However, in a large majority of men, I don't, I don't think it is accepted because yeah. it's, it's just a natural change uh, that's going to take time, you know, over time. I do feel like we all feel that way, though. I, I do feel like, you know, we're kind of under pressure not to show weakness. Yeah. One of the things you said there, um, a couple of things I picked up on whilst you were talking, and the first thing is, is um, I don't know if you've read the book, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. You almost quoted <laughs> a line, so if you didn't know you were doing it, you didn't. No. And it's a beautiful line, and, and, I, and you perhaps might be able to really relate to it. And it says, you know, with your parents, it said, they did the best they could at that time with the knowledge that they had. And that's it. You know, your dad at that time, you know, he was just doing what he knew. He didn't know any different, you know, and so many times we kind of look back at our parents and, and a lot of people as well in their adult lives, they look back on their, their parents and they blame their parents and they say, well, I am like I am because my parents did this, but they only are the way they are or were because of their parents. Do you know what I mean? It's just a generational thing. Yeah. Um, 
Um, and unfortunately, what a lot of people do tend to do is they blame their parents for them, you know, which is okay. It is to a point. But, you know, at, one point, at what point you've got to decide and think, well, hang on a minute. I don't want that anymore. You know, me and my family, we didn't used to tell each other that we loved each other. It just wasn't done. Yeah. And um, we've kind of like, I kind of got the ball rolling on the love front. And um, and now I, I, do, I even say it to my brother every now and again, and it doesn't feel easy. Does it feel comfortable? But, you know, and sometimes I'm, every now and again, if I don't, say it to him and I'll be really truthful I might put it in a text <laughs> and I'll just put I love you bro <laughs> you know and um, again but so what I'm trying to say is that our family our family history were not big on saying I love you and being demonstrative and showing that you know that that sort of openness but our family is changing and um, you know as well talking about um you know, this, a sign of the times and, and things moving forward. You only have to look now at these, you know, like uh, there's these male uh, mental health support groups now, isn't there? You yes. know, there's a lot more of these and it's like, it's okay to talk. It's okay not to be okay. And I think that especially for fellas, especially you're seeing these groups now come up and they're absolutely saying like, let's talk, you know, um, which is, can be nothing but a, a massive positive thing, you know. I really believe that. Most definitely. However, I will go back and say, say, call you on one thing that uh, I don't agree with, and that will—that is the whole thing of it's okay to blame your parents. I, one thing I've learned recently isn't just about not blaming your parents, but I have actually grown out of a victim mentality that I lived in for the best part of 37, 38 years. I've grown wow. out of that to almost a taking responsibility for every area of my life and yeah. it's on me and it's been a hard journey but I have found more strength more I've grown more since taking responsibility for myself I the way I would talk again the w words that I used they, they were worded as if I was pulling all responsibility away from myself and it was somebody else's fault. I think, unfortunately, this day and age, we are living in a, a culture of convenience from, my, from microwave meals, that, you know, that social yeah. media takeaways, however yeah. you want to see it. I think convenience is a huge thing. And I think it was highly addressed in the beginning of the lockdown where people were panicking um, over the supermarkets and stuff like that, you know, yeah. and, 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 and it, I know I'm going off a little bit, but myself, I, I, I sourced, I thought about growing my own food then. And I was looking at farm shops and market stalls and it was a lot harder to get hold of stuff and it was more work, but I tell you, it was more rewarding once you'd done the hard work. And I think that's a, that's basis for life is that, yeah. blaming others take responsibility for our own actions our own problems and solving our own things we will grow more as a person yeah i really like that analogy gab actually because um what you basically said in a nutshell is that like you know you can you can take the easy path 
we can all take the easy path, avoid any kind of personal growth or spiritual development or whatever you want to call it. You know, we can all take that path, blame everybody else except for ourselves. It's a damn sight easier to blame. Of course it is. But like you've said, anything that takes a bit of work, anything that you're like, no, hang on a minute, I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to own it. And I'm going to go out and whether it's finding food, whether it's sorting yourself out, whether it's helping yourself to heal. You know, if you can take that responsibility and then take action, you know, the happiness that you will feel within you is huge. And I think once you get on that path, once you get on that vibe of healing, taking ownership of your life, taking responsibility, and then taking action, it's like a sort of a wheel and what it is is the wheel's been either stuck in the mud or whatever for such a long time we get used to it being stuck in the mud and we just say well I can't do anything because I'm stuck in the mud and I'm stuck in the mud because of them 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 and them but once you get to this point where you actually think actually no I actually can do this 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 and this to actually start to get this wheel in motion you know and and what I find and I talk about this a lot with my clients is when you do, you, you only have to get, you just nudge the wheel. You just start by nudging the wheel. And the nudge could be something from a podcast, a book, a conversation, listening to a song. You know, there's so many things that can just trip you, you know, just, just to get that wheel moving. And then once, once it starts to go, I find it a little bit kind of addictive almost, that personal development and that kind of thing. Because what you realize when you do take responsibility and own your life and realize that you've got the power to actually create the life you want to create, that in itself feels powerful. You know what I mean? This is my life. I'm going to take responsibility and I am going to do what I need to do to create the life that I want. And that it's all I, 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 and, and all of that stuff it is really, really powerful. I think that the hardest part is, is flipping it from victim mode. It's, it's another thing as well. I want to say about victim mode that I've learned as well with people is that when you are a victim or I don't want to say play because that sounds insensitive, but when you live your life as a victim, what that does is also that it creates safety and it creates, um, you receive sympathy. You receive attention because of what is happening to you, what is wrong with you, what has happened to you in your past. And some people quite often, they need that attention. To them, that attention is love. And so in actual fact, they stay in victim mentality and in victim mode because in actual fact, it gives them the attention and the love and the care, they see it as the care that they need. So it's difficult sometimes if you've been programmed and if you've lived your life, like you said, for 20, 30, 40, however many years in that mode, it's very, very hard. And it takes a lot of, of time and, and support and strength and willpower to flip that and then take control and then, and then kind of move forward. But another thing as well I talk about a lot is baby steps, you know. We ain't going to flip the wheel like chum in a, in a breath, you no. know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. I can relate to that completely. I mean, comfort is another thing. You know, you're talking about safety and attention. Comfort, yeah. this is, again, part of the learning I, I've been through recently. And to be quite honest, one thing I think is important as well is to know that you know, I will go back to that stage as well of 
wanting comfort. It might be a day comfort eating because yeah. of, it was a way I suppressed emotions through food. Also, it's quite easy for me to sit here, have a back problem and not do anything about it, sit in my armchair, play Xbox, stare at TV, be, be distracted by some colourful computer game on the phone and swallow all these tablets and they, they mess your mind up. You kind of haven't got that get up and go. Part of the process that I was in that kind of time was making sure that a two-week process of comfort and, and staying safe reduced the next time. So then it was yeah. one week, you know, a few days before I kind of got up and did something and, and really tried to move forward. And I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm on a, quite a good streak at the moment. You know, we're, we're talking a good couple of weeks. However, I'm no longer, a couple of weeks ago, I was taking pre-gabalin, amitriptyline, and all these tablets that were messing up. I couldn't function properly. And so yeah. it was very, it's very easy for me to sit in front of a TV and for hours on end. Um, and that was a couple of weeks ago. Now I'm doing a DDPY, a, a yoga session and i'm making sure even though it's only 15 minutes i do it every every day on the chair and at the moment i'm building up um my ankles and my quads my glutes my core muscles that i haven't used for years and years and years and i was only talking to my wife today about even in the difference in each session three sessions kind of are burning more calories my heart rate's higher you know um, and I can feel the strength within even, and I think it's such an advantage that I can do that. I can see that in such a short space of time, the, the, the movement forward that I'm making. And yeah. I, I'll admit I'm fearful of becoming complacent of that, like I say, that mental thing where I went, oh no, I'd just rather, I want to be comfortable today. And I, I, my back doesn't feel very strong today. So, you know, I'll sit in front of the telly and do nothing. I would go so far as to say we're almost geared as a society to have people do that more than actually get up and take responsibility for themselves and make a transformation. I feel, unfortunately, I feel like certainly the mainstream media, you know, it's all about distractions. It's all about because they want your money. I think it's got to, you've got to really have a, a strong character to kind of move forward nowadays. And it's unfortunate, yeah. you know. I think you're right. I think you, you're right. But I do believe this is what, this is the feeling. Obviously I'm in this world, you know, we both are in this world of like personal development and helping ourselves. And I do feel that at the moment that as well as, yeah, you're right. There is this huge pull of consumerism and wanting this and wanting that. And I want to be like that. And I want to look like that and everything. I feel that there's this, there's also this like equal energy of, of people like almost like getting to this point of like, really, is this it? I don't want this. I don't want this life. I don't want, and I actually feel that I, sometimes um, you have to get really low. You have to go right down to your knees before you actually can get back up again, because you've got to kind of get, you know, um, someone who I listen to is Abraham Hicks. And they say, you know, in order to know what you want, in order to know what you want, you've got to know what you don't want. And I feel that that for, for us kind of a, a lot of the times, you know, like as a society and as, as human beings, sometimes your life's got to get really bad. <laughs> and then you have to think, I don't want this. You know, I don't, I do not want to, to live this way. There's got to be more to it than this. 
But one thing I did want to um, just come back to that you commented on, Gav, is, and, and I find this really, really important. I describe it as like being off in the bushes, you know, like when you, so you, there's your path, you know, this path that's, you know, the beautiful path towards healing, happiness, health, right? And then, then we, all of us, including me, always, you know, we, we got off our path and we got off in the bushes. And so a lot of what I teach and what I talk about is basically how to handle being off in the bushes and, and what do you do whilst you're off in the bushes? Because we all go there. The choice and the power lies in what do we do when we're there? What do we think when we're there? Say to ourselves when we're there. And also as well, how do we get ourselves off the path, uh, sorry, out of the bushes and back on the path? And that's a lot about, and maybe we could talk about that another time because, um, you know, um, and I love the fact that you were so open and honest about that and just say, you know, like I've had time, you know, you saying I have times when I'm off in the bushes for a couple of months <laughs> and that's yeah. perfect, normal. Yeah. You know, people have been off in the bushes their entire life, but there's nothing to say that you can't tippy toe towards the path you know, um, and just dip in, you know, you might just tip it, you might be on the path a day, fall back off again, you know, and, and, but over time, I do believe that I, because I'm big into like following your soul, our souls are constantly like whispering to us in our ears, saying, come on, come on, come on, you know, like come this way, come this way. And what happens is our egos kick in and then go, nah, you don't want to do that. You want to just sit back here. It's your favorite program coming on in a minute. Oh, just, just get sat down. And it's this like internal battle almost between our soul voice, which knows the way, which which is on the path, your soul never comes off the path. And it's literally, you know, it's holding out its hand and saying, come on, I've got you, come with me. And then the ego kicks in and says, sit down, have another piece of cake. <laughs> like, exactly like the cartoons with the angel and the devil on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. That's, that's such is life, do you know what I mean? Thank you for listening to mine and Gav's very first podcast. Um, I really hope you've enjoyed it. I know that we did cover like quite a few different subjects and I'm sure that in the coming weeks, we're definitely gonna be going back to some of those subjects and talking in much more depth. So I really, really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please spread the word, spread the love. And also as well, just to kind of give you a bit of an idea of what's gonna be uh, coming up in podcast number two, the kind of things we talked about about there was finding your purpose and actually doing what lights you up and also as well we discuss actually having the balls to follow through with that and go after that uh, which is really really cool and also as well what comes up in podcast number two which is really really interesting is that both Gav and myself for a period of time in our lives actually both of us turned to church to two very different churches but what we found was that the path of life sometimes takes you in all sorts of crazy directions and so weirdly Gav and I sort of went off on this path and have you know then led us on to where we are now and so yeah it's a really really cool conversation so like I said I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today and if that can if you think oh quite like the sound of that then please join us for our second episode thanks for listening <laughs>